0: On this week's Graze the Rim, with the All-Star break in the rear view, the Western Conference playoff fixture is starting to take shape, while the East playoff race is an absolute mess. We have all the answers for exactly how it is going to end up. We also look at the Lamelo ball hype. Just how good is he right now, and exactly how much potential is he oozing with compared to some of the other young stars around the league. We then end with splasher pass on some trade rumors, news, and of course, Racist High School Basketball Commentators. All that and more, coming up. All right, we're back. We are live. Welcome to the Graze the Rim podcast. Uh, i tell you what, I'm going to give up on episode numbers. We're just going to do dates because those are easy to remember. You can put in the episode numbers in the episode descriptions. But this is the episode of the week of the 16th, March 16th. This is the Eyes of March episode. Perfect. Again, we're Graze the Rim podcast. This is your one-stop shop for all things NBA news, recaps, memes, biased opinions, uh, anecdotes. Uh, Do you have anything else? Uh, uh no i think you hit it all okay good uh and funny things that we repeat and claim as our own <laughs> and also that you and i uh seth you know we're technically in our basketball career we were one step away from being professionals that's so true everything that we say carries weight that's right all right so we are back post all-star break or getting back into the rhythm just like the teams the uh, nba trade deadline is coming up i think it's next thursday is that correct the 25th whatever day that is right so we'll have one more episode before that we can do all things trade bonanzas oh yeah but this episode like we said in the intro we are going to break down exactly how the regular season will finish so you can write these in with sharpie
1: we're also if you're betting talk, if you're betting man
0: right i'm not a gambler down. because i don't like taking free money but exactly if you were this is the place for you uh, so we're also going to get into some Lamelo hype. We're going to gauge the, the hype train and see how what is see how far up the train we are, or which class cabin of the train we're in. How does that work? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, how, how big the train is that we're on. Either way, we're going to see how much we hype, how much hype we have. <laughs> but before that, we're going to do some pregame. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Seth, because we, as you know, we are the number one. Alexi Pukashevsky fan club podcast. Yes, we so are. First of all, who is he
1: and, and what's the update on him? If you don't know by now, then you're too late. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> uh, if you haven't bought your Pukashevsky stock already, it's too late. You're out. Um it's already we too are high. F- Yeah, exactly. Okay. You can't afford it. Uh, the rookie for the Thunder, he is back in the NBA. And God, it has been glorious. He just had a 23.10 rebound game. So that means that Pukashevsky has more double-doubles this year. This is just the facts, Rob. Okay. Then Jamal Murray, Marcus Gasol, Andrew Wiggins, Kemba Walker, Victor Oladipo, Boyan Bogdanovich, Pat Bev, and Terry Rozier. Wow. Lead so of people,
0: yeah. Uh, what,
1: Pukashevsky, what country is he from? Do you know? Serbia. About. Serbia, of course. Serbia. Okay. What are the number one fan podcast. We got to know. That's true. We do know. He, he also is the second youngest player with five plus threes in a game only behind LeBron James, in tremendous company there. That is elite company, yeah. Luca could never. Um, Ever. Okay, thank you
0: for the update. Stay tuned, everyone. I'm sure everyone's Pukashevsky jersey is in the mail, but if not, I think there's still stock on the NBA store. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on. I, I guess we'll talk some injuries. I, I want to point out, we on this podcast don't root for injuries. We are an anti-injury podcast. I can say that, <laughs> put our flag in the ground. Uh, I I do. I'm curious, Seth, because in our notes, you all you put was big injury news, <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. So I'm curious, what, like, what what you, it's, it's, again, we don't like injuries.
1: Well, we you know what the form. news is, obviously.
0: Well, I, I mean, it's good, like, injuries kind of suck that we have to talk yeah. about them, but there are a lot of players that are injured, so we can, I guess we could talk about all of
1: them. But you know what the big one is?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's the Joel beads out, so... No, 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 no. Oh, Even more who, important.
1: Jared Dudley just tore his oh. MCL. <laughs> oh, okay. Done for the season. I
0: didn't know it was... I heard he had, like, structural damage. I didn't know it was official, confirmed. <laughs> I So Jared Dudley, the... What is it? The 16th man on the 15-man bench of yes. the Los Angeles Lakers. I'll tell you, his role's not going to change because <laughs> he's just the hype energy on the bench guy, and you could do that... While on crutches, so <laughs> that's right. We're
1: gonna promote him to coach at this point. Good. <laughs> <They can. laughs> okay, but on top of that, the the big, the actual important injury news: uh, Joel Embiid hyperextended his knee. No structural damage. It sounds like uh, it could just be like a three week thing, and they'll check back in on him. But is thankfully not as bad as it looked originally. Did you see the the injury? Rob? No, I didn't watch it. Huh? Okay. It looked, it looked kind of. It looked yeah. It looked kind of gross. Mm. Um, on top of that, we got more Anthony Davis injury news. Sounds like it could be worse than originally thought. They're saying another three weeks at least before he's getting back on the floor. And then I want to touch on this because we did our All-NBA teams last time, right, Rob? Right. We talked about how Anthony Davis is, should be excluded because of all the time he's missed. Yeah. But we also added Kevin Durant. And so kind of contradicted ourselves there. That's true. Well, actually, I wanted to talk about so Durant out with a hamstring injury.
0: He and Anthony Davis, I think, I think less so Anthony Davis, more so Kevin Durant, as in just the mystery of their injuries. Yeah, Anthony Davis one, like it's it's been way longer than anticipated. Like you said, I think it's, I think they just said they're going to reevaluate in three weeks. Not even he's back right. in three weeks. But Kevin Durant, so it, it, it was probably three weeks a month ago. He goes down with the hamstring strain, and at first he's just kind of like day to day. Like they haven't figured out how long it's going to be out. And they just announced kind of abruptly he's out through the All Star break, which, I mean, just it that just felt like a safety thing. Like, well, if you mm-hmm. come back before, like, we'll just hold him through the whole thing. That way, he doesn't like he has a good excuse to not play in it. We can just rest him, and good to go. But that's not the case. Actually, I think it was today or yesterday. Uh, they just announced he'll be reevaluated in another week, or like he'll yeah. have more tests done in another week. So it was like similar to Anthony Davis, we don't even have a timetable. Just that he's out for at least another week, and and. They never really said the length of his injury, and it's been I think close to a month now that he's been out. Right. So I yeah, I don't know. You're right that that, that we were that we included Kevin Durant, <laughs> but not Anthony Davis. But we didn't no one knew that Anthony or that Kevin Durant had a real injury. Anthony Davis, and I love Anthony Davis' injury because the Lakers are very adamant it's a calf strain, because they mm-hmm. just don't want to say the A word. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? But it very much like you know, they're cautious around the Achilles. Area for Anthony Davis, and I don't care. Like I've, I've said this a bunch that as long as he's healthy, he can sit out the rest of the regular season. For all
1: I care, yeah. if he comes back healthy in the playoffs, definitely. That's okay, got a be. couple more
0: though. Got a couple more. More injuries? Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Marvin Backley just fractured his wrist oh, last night. Right. or a hand, whatever I it ended I'll up. Probably being. rip his trade.
2: Anything
1: exactly. That's trade that's the year. big news about it is that yeah. just as the Kings were talking about moving on from him, mm-hmm. he screws the Kings over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kevin Love came back this week. Did you know that? Right, yeah. He he played 10 minutes in his first game. How'd he do? How'd he look? Uh, not good. Okay. Because the second, ga- the second game that he played, he ran up the court one time and was hurt again. Oh, God. So no. he is... <laughs> what did he do? I didn't know this. So what did he do? It was just a re-aggravation of his calf. Oh, so, my So uh, he's out again. <laughs> not more to- did you see... I love
0: this. Did, did you see uh, Colin Sexton... Yes, he called. like the tweet, calling Kevin Love's four-year, one hundred million dollar contract the heist of the century. <laughs>
1: that he just robbed the Cavs. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my gosh! It's, and then he, I think he unliked it. So obviously somebody busted. Word got out. Yeah, sure.
1: But let me let me end on a high note here. Uh, C.J. McCollum is expected to be back tonight, and that is good awesome. news. Yeah, it's good to see C.J. back on the court.
0: Yeah. Also, Karis Lavert played. I think he's played. Yes. He didn't. I don't think he looked very good, but. Yeah, started, he started. He started two forever. games now. Okay, cool. We're Just happy to see him back yes, on the court. Yes, Absolutely, yes, yes. cool. Good injuries recaps. Uh, well, I guess we. I guess we Joel Embiid out for two. weeks. Do we want to talk about it? No. Okay. I don't
1: want to talk about Joel Embiid.
0: Um, okay, <laughs> we don't have to. I, I <laughs> okay, actually, just we'll okay, just cut that. We'll just cut that. Cut the whole Joel Embiid. Here's. I got some stats for you. Uh, oh, also, let's talk uh, about Joel Embiid. I'm going to. I'm going to go out on a limb, Seth, and say that you have a window open. Uh, yes, because we are we're featuring our third and fourth guests, which are the birds outside your apartment. Can you? Can you I can't. Hear I can't. That? Do you want? We could just let her. No, we should probably close it. We should probably close it. Do you want to go? Do oh, do I have a window?
1: It? I thought you meant like a window on the computer. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, no.
0: I, I'm hearing birds.
1: Yeah, me too. Either I, I'm there's having no a window. There's no window open. <laughs> Uh, Are you hearing them
0: in your headphones? Yeah. Take your headphones off. Okay, Do you hear the hang birds?
1: On. What about now? No, I hear birds. Yeah, I hear it's birds. Not me. There, it's there's not a, me. No, there's a nest there's a right outside my window. <laughs> so they're here to stay. Okay, yeah. that's fine.
0: That's fine. I don't even know if you can hear it. Like, <laughs> They'll hear it now that we brought attention to it. But um, Okay, whatever. No, no Jill beat injury. What I wanted so... so the thing about this is that it, it it kind of throws a big monkey wrench in his MVP stake. That he was, I would say, the favorite in the All-Star break to an MVP. Now that he's actually missing some time, who knows? I I I think what honestly was interesting for me to see is... So, last Thursday, he didn't play. I think it was just like a rest. He didn't play. They beat Chicago by 22. Yeah. In the game that he was injured, he got injured middle of the third quarter... Versus the Wizards, they won by 25, and then I think it was Monday, maybe Sunday, they beat the Spurs by 35. So they destroyed the Spurs, all without and Embiid. So I mean, part of Joel Embiid's case for MVP this year is that they have been awful without him. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the season, some of the games he missed, they really struggled. But if they like, so he'll probably be out like what, like eight, ten games? I think it's like two, three weeks. Like, if, say, if he's out ten games and they go like seven and three, like, like I, I feel like that's gonna put some, you know, questions in the minds of like, maybe the Sixers team is just really good, right? Joel Embiid's kind of just benefiting from being the best
1: player on a great team. I was amazed. I, I saw those. I didn't. I didn't see either of the games, but I saw the the final score. Exactly. I, yeah, I was amazed. So yeah. So that's a
0: that's a stay tuned for yeah. the MVP race because this is a big old uh, the race is. is
1: this is be, this is a good one. It's open. It is, is a it, it, yeah, in a long time. It's okay, what else happened this week? Well, we have. I, well, you yeah. have more. Yes. Do you have more? Oh,
0: were you going to you going to the next segment or am I, going... I was just
1: going to start recapping some games. Oh
0: yeah yeah no I got more uh, oh <laughs> so I had the quote another quote but so the article dozens of eligible members of the New Orleans Pelicans, including multiple players, received their first dose of COVID nineteen vaccine. This previous Saturday. Oh. So the vaccine is getting distributed to the players. Things are happening. This is exciting because, one, no more missing games. Presumably if teams all get vaccinated, right, people aren't going to come down with it. No more. What's the the phrase? For contract tracing? Contract tracing. No more contact. 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 Not contract. Contact tracing. Uh, and what other good things? I don't know. Fans, I guess if fans get vaccinated. Hopefully, they can yeah. come back, so we might have um, like like looking more like a real playoffs than last year. Like it might actually resemble real sports. Yeah, this I summer. just
1: I got mine, uh, and the next day I I could not move my arm, whatever whatsoever. So I'm just hoping that you know they're probably not as soft so as. Get it on your get it on your off arm. Yeah, shooting I'm sure they won't even feel it. But for me, hmm. uh, I can't even imagine trying to shoot a basketball the right, day after. Right, okay.
0: So that might be a, like maybe maybe people might miss games because of vaccine yeah. soreness. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> well, I mean, just, or side effects yeah, that, exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, speaking of members of the Pelicans that are vaccinated and now have nanotech, what's, or super antibodies running through their veins, <laughs> uh, Jackson Hayes of the New Orleans Pelicans boomed on Reggie Jackson of the Clippers in a win? Pilkens yeah. won. Yeah. In the 20-point win. Yes. Yes. Um, did you... I, I'm assuming you saw this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have... This is my dumb argument hill that I'm going to die on this week. Last week it was I hate it when players don't, like, react when they do something cool. <laughs> this week is I'm not impressed if you dunk on somebody trying to take a charge. I don't... Like, like on the scale from wide-open transition dunk and absolutely yamming on a center... Like Camero Matumbo trying to block a shot, like on how impressed I am by your dunk. This is like a one, a, a very far to the side of transition dunks. I'm not.
1: I don't like. I don't know. I, I can't even See, form I, sentences. I, I'm on the other. I'm on the other. I love it. I think that's the price you pay for trying to take a charge. I think it's just fine. Don't I just. On.
0: I just. The problem is you weren't like Reggie Jackson wasn't trying to stop Jackson
1: Hayes from dunking. Well, the thing even the thing if the is thing, he, that. Reggie Jackson's a point guard. He knows he can't block the shot anyway, yeah. so if he's still trying to defend the play. Yeah. That's the punishment for playing defense. You get dunked on. Okay. I just, I'm just i not <laughs> like... Like you like don't. Yeah. Udo Watanabe was trying to block the shot, and he got boomed on by he Anthony did. Edwards. He did. He was he still did. trying to defend the shot. I didn't... I he had paid to, his price for playing you, defense.
0: Yeah, I had to process what you said. I didn't realize it was a name you said until you said Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, the guy Anthony was dunked on. Um, I no, should start with I'm that. I'm just yeah. saying, like, like so... If if Reggie Jackson, I don't even know why it was a block. Or was it a block? I don't know. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, was, it, it was a block. Did they call it a block? Well, whatever. Let's mm-hmm. say it was because he didn't like he was in the lane. He was in the restricted area. I mean, like like if so, you know, you try to take a charge, you get dunked on. You're in the restricted area. If you do the exact same thing, but you're not in the restricted area, so you take a charge, nothing changes for you. You still get absolutely yammed on. You still have a guy in your face that jumped over you. Right. It's just that it's not a, it's just, a, it's, you know, it's a different result. And like, like, like a different result on the court. Not that, you know, like, should it matter any less? Like, should people care any less? If there was a blocker a charge. It's the exact same thing. It could just be an inch of his heel in the circle versus not. Like, if you're a coach, you want players to try to take charges and get dunked up because the yeah. risk reward is. Getting a charge is awesome. Like I'd rather I teach players to take a charge every time instead of just let them blow by you or you know get out of the way. Even though you're not going to be embarrassed potentially, like it's just not a good basketball play. It's a better basketball play to get dunked on. So yeah, I don't think I, I
1: think we should de shame it. I don't think we should shame it. Stop, I'm with you. I think I don't think anybody shaming. in the NBA, especially, you're going to get dunked on a lot if yes. you want to play defense. Like That's if you're true. actually trying to play defense, you are going to get dunked on. It's going to happen. The best gets the best get athletes the in the world. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's still great to watch. I love making fun of the people that get dunked on. <laughs> See, I, I, like,
0: like who's a great... Wh- what the hell is the guy's name that tried to block Anthony which shot? Yudo you Wadunabi. Okay. That guy... Like, <laughs> what he did, I think, was was 10 times more embarrassing than what Reggie Jackson did. Because, again, Reggie Jackson did not try to stop him from dunking. But he did by trying to take a charge. No, no, no. The dunk still happens. It just doesn't count as a dunk. Right. You You still get physically dunked on. It just doesn't go on the scoreboard. What, but whatever, it was blocked, so whatever, it did the whatever be whatever Yuri, <laughs> whatever Yuri did, he tried to stop, physically stop him from dunking. He tried to block the shot. The dunk's not going to go yeah. through the basket. Which, which, like, obviously, and that, you know, being blocked on a dunk is also like potentially embarrassing. Like, if you get absolutely Tiago splittered by LeBron James at the rim, <laughs> like that's a bad look for you. And so, so there's the risk reward for blocking a shot. Like, as in, if you go to block it, this could be really bad or really good for me. There's no. Reward in terms of your own image for trying to take a charge. You're still going to get dunked on. It just might get, yeah. it's just you know going to go down the score sheet to something different. So I don't think it should be shamed. That's all I'm saying.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll, that's fine. I see your point.
0: That's okay. Um, but having said that, I'll shame Reggie Jackson because that was hilarious. No, definitely
1: yes. All right, let me move on to what happened in some games this week. Right. The the Jazz lost to the Warriors in in Golden State, but the the main story was about midway through the third. Gobert had like 20 rebounds at that point, and I really thought we were going to get a 30-30 game, a 30-point, 30-rebound game. He finished 24 points, 28 rebounds. So it made me think, Robbie, can you tell me who the last person to have a 30-30 game in the NBA was? I'm going to guess, and
0: I don't know if you remember this. It was either you or your brother Josh, the first year of our fantasy basketball league in college. I was down substantial points to one of you two, and Andre Drummond out of nowhere had a 30-30 game. And helped me win,
1: like on the last night of the league. Was it Andre? Did Jones? he actually? Yeah. He no, was it, it was not. Okay. It was well, not. Was, I'm going to give you that the was name. Like five years ago. I'm going to give you the name. Yeah. And I want you to tell me just what team he was playing for at this point. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was Dwight Howard in 2018. Had 32 points, 30 rebounds. 2018. Oh God. I'm gonna guess the Hawks. The Charlotte Hornets. The who? 32 points, 30 rebounds. The who? D. Dwight Howard. On the who? The Charlotte Hornets. He didn't play for the Hornets. I don't <laughs> That's exact that was my first I thought immediately too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. And then we had a uh, Grizzlies Nuggets game which ended in controversy. The Nuggets won one hundred three one hundred two. Grizzlies had the last possession. John Morant's driving to the hoop. He jumps kind of into uh, Nikola uh, Jokic, who's straight up and jumps, ends up being no foul call. John missed the shot. But the controversy was that the baseline ref put his hand up like he was making the call and just didn't blow his whistle. Ooh, swallowed and, it. Exactly. Oh, okay. But he, he was in the motion of making the call and uh, obviously uh, Grizzlies fans were pretty pissed about that. Mm. I didn't think it was a foul anyway, but whatever. And then we had a really weird start to the second half of the season for the Pelicans. They get drilled at home by the Two Wolves. The worst team in the league. By 30 points. Right. Okay, and then they turn around and beat the Cavs by almost forty. They were up forty at one point, and then drill the Clippers by twenty. Totally all over the place. Yeah, I don't for sure. It. They are. I I think it's fair to say they're the biggest question mark team in the league. Like you just don't know what to expect from them. From night to night, you're going to get completely different teams. It's so bizarre.
0: Yeah, I th- like like so they. I'm mean, gonna. I'll talk about this later, but they are dead even in net rating. So offensively and defensively, it's exactly the same. And mm-hmm. they're five games under five hundred, so you would think an even net rating team would be five hundred, but they're well under five hundred, which means they don't like they're losing games they should win. That like yeah. like you said, they're just a question mark. I got I got a a, a prompt for you or something that might 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 be a little okay. out there.
2: Because
0: okay. right now the they're like Zion, he is awesome offensively. Still terrible defensively. He's been playing more on the ball and it's incredible. Like it's it's offensively wild. They, I think the, with how well Lonzo's been playing. I think the Pelicans should trade Brandon Ingram, and pay Lonzo. Oh, so, so, so here's the thing: Lonzo is playing his way into a big contract. Somebody will offer money, and and the uh, Pelicans can match it, right? Yeah, I like. Obviously, you're gonna have to pay Zion, and you you, no, no amount of money for Zion is too much, and that's still a ways away. Yeah. But, but. While you have a, a great rookie, you're still trying to build around him and win while he's costing you not very much money. Brandon Ingram is, is not great defensively. He needs to be on the ball to be effective offensively, and he's, mm-hmm. he's costing you a lot of money. And at best, he's, he's a fringe all star, where he's, he's a good scorer. Right. But he doesn't move the needle near enough for a championship team as, as your one or two guy. I think Lonzo, like when they both get on their, when they both, like Brandon's office rookie contract. I say Brandon like we're buddies. Brandon is off his <laughs> rookie contract. Lonzo's about to be off his rookie contract. When they're both off their rookie contract, Lonzo should be noticeably cheaper. Lonzo's a better defender, doesn't need the ball. His play style is way more complimentary to Zion. He pairs better with Zion. And Brandon could get you a huge return in terms of a team like the Knicks or the Thunder that have assets and are looking for a young cornerstone kind of guy. The The Pelicans are Going to try to make the playoffs this year because everybody can or everybody can try to make mm-hmm. the playoffs, but I don't think they should. I think they're still in a position where there's no pressure to win, and if you can get a big return for a guy like Brandon Ingram, I think they should do it because I don't. I just I just don't think Brandon Ingram and Zion are a great pairing.
1: I got I got two things to that. I'm I see where you're, you're coming from. Brandon Ingram is a fantastic scorer. And something that the Pelicans lack if they if they get rid of him. Because we have Lonzo, who's a really good playmaker, who is showing apparently he is a above-average three-point shooter. And then we have Zion, who's getting every bucket around the rim. And so who do they have on the wing that can get you a bucket from anywhere? Well, that's Brandon Ingram. But like you're saying, you're going to get a big return for him. Maybe somebody uh, comes back in that deal. So I see that. And then, too, the only other problem, like you said, you get a huge return for Brandon Ingram with picks and stuff. But this team's ready to win now. You know, what are they going to do with a bunch of picks from Brandon Ingram? They're going to have to trade Brandon Ingram for another complimentary star player for them, right? I mean, they could. Like, like you could. What if you package Brandon Ingram
0: in picks for a guy like Bradley Beal? Yeah. Then I'm all for that. Okay, that's good. I didn't mention the I like- Wizards. I just tossed out a few teams that would trade. I just, I just like you said, Brandon Ingram's like kind of a complimentary score. But and like you said, the Pelicans are win now. And I... But like like, what are they? They're clearly not winning now. Like, even if they play a little right. better, they're like, their their numbers indicate they're like a five hundred team. Like, are they just gonna sit around at this level until Zion develops into a you know first team All NBA player? Because like, what other like what else do they have going for? Them?
1: Mm-hmm. And just a fa- fun fact: Brandon Ingram is the forty fourth highest player paid player in the NBA. That's just a fact for you. So I I'm with you <laughs> on uh I'm with you on you moving off that contract because like you said Zion's. Deal's coming up in a few years. Lonzo's coming up this offseason. There's going to be some money that needs to be spent.
0: That's a big thing is that is that Lonzo's needs to get paid, or he's going to get paid by somebody. Somebody, I think yeah. he's better for the Pelicans than Brandon Ingram is. I think he fits better on what the Pelicans should be doing than Brandon Ingram does. I, I had
1: never thought of that,
0: but I but, but I see your point now. That's just, just yeah. push is going to cut. Like you said, money is going to start getting tight. And people need to get paid. And when push comes to shove, I would, if I were the Pelicans, I would explore trading Brandon Ingram before I would explore a life without Lonzo. Yeah,
1: I like it. Okay, we got. We were just talking about this team. Uh, the Pelicans murdered them. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they lost back to back games, scoring eighty two points in both games, which they are already averaging a league low one hundred and three <laughs> points per game, yeah. and still scored twenty points less than that in back to back games. It's just an anomaly. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, and like you said, so what was it? Eighty-two points, both games. Yeah. Like this, this NBA is a long way away from like the mid two thousands, where the scores are in the eighties or nineties, or like yeah, like we're scoring at historic marks, like not and seen what are since they doing? like the Bill Russell eras <laughs> And there, yeah, and there's so it's just it's worse than you contextually think in terms of them not being yeah. able to score.
1: Last thing here, this is just something to keep an eye on. The Rockets are up to seventeen straight losses. The record for a single season is twenty six, so you know we're going to keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. The all time record over you know t- a two se- uh, season period is twenty eight. So wow, okay, they're within striking distance. It's, we'll yeah, see. it's it's on the horizon.
0: You didn't think it was possible when it started, but it's just one game at a time. You just got to yeah. keep the streak going. They can do it. If any team can do it, <laughs> they can. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we're moving on to the main story, and we are running a little long, so we're going to try to we're going to we're gonna streamline. We're yeah. All right, so main story. We are going to predict the rest of the season, like I said. So we're about halfway through the season. All-Star break is a perfect time to step back and gauge how the league is shaping out. Most importantly is the contenders. Who are the contenders? Seth, I told you I was going to ask a question. Here's a question for you. What would the number of teams you would have to be? If I would say to you, you pick X amount of teams, I get the field. Without thinking of specific the teams... Or I guess you can if you do it quickly. How many teams would you have to have before you were confident, like within no shadow of a doubt, that you would get the two teams that are going to be in the finals? Like, how many teams would you have to have in your belt? Do you know what I mean? Just to get the
1: two teams in the finals. Yes. Like, I have to get both teams. Yes. I guess
0: so. Actually, so so take a second and think. Get your get your number of teams. Try to try to be the smallest number possible that you're absolutely confident.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, I think I got it.
0: What's the number? What is it? three wow okay it's <laughs> <That's> way <laughs> lower than i thought Who so who is it who are you who are your three then i guess instead of curiosity i'm
1: very confident in nets and either la <laughs> so okay so you're bailing on the east you've already got the nets in i've got the nets in
0: okay that's and then the, the la teams i'm assuming your your caveat is how healthy anthony davis is yes is that yeah you, okay
1: um let me just say about the nets i just watched them and i say it how the hell is somebody... You know, I'm watching them without Kevin Durant right, right now. Right, right, I'm right. i how is anybody going to stop this team? <laughs> and then you're going to throw Kevin Durant in there right, also. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay. That's fair. So I would have thought that it would be way higher. Not way higher, but higher. So kudos to you. That's a bold, bold number. So <laughs> at this point, we can kind of look at the advanced numbers and figure out who really are contenders. And a really easy way is look at net rating. Because mm-hmm. historically... The champion is top five in total net rating, which is just offensive rating minus defensive rating. I think it's minus. I Whatever. That's what it is. So 16 of the last 20 champions were top five. And of the four that weren't top five, two of them were number six. So you know, having a high net rating is a very good indicator of a championship team. Obviously, a good net rating means you're a better team. Some teams are, I guess we call it overperforming their net rating, like like... The Blazers have a negative total net rating. They're, they're the 20th best net rating, but they're 22 and 16, which means they're, they're winning games. They maybe shouldn't be. They're winning games close, but when they lose, they're getting blown out. You know what I mean? And the Mm -hmm. the other end of that is teams like the Raptors who have the 12th best rating and they're 17 and 22. So they're, the rating says they should be better than they are. But generally, those are the outliers. Generally, high net rating, better team. So there's eight teams that have separated themselves with the high net rating. That is in order: the Jazz, the Bucks, the Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Nets, and the Nuggets. Okay. So just to, to give you a little context, so there's there's a little bit of a gap between the Jazz and the Bucks, and then the Bucks and the Suns, and then the Suns and the Lakers. So so the first three kind of have some separation between them. The next five are all really close: so Lakers, Clippers, Sixers, Nets, Nuggets. And then there is a chasm from number eight <laughs> to number nine. So the, the the eighth place nuggets right now in terms of rating, the eighth rated nuggets are closer to the number one rated Jazz than the number nine rated Celtics. Whoa. So that it like <laughs> like there is like if you're gonna talk about who's a contender, it's a hard line at the number eight. That those yeah. eight teams are playing well enough to justify their contender status, but the rest are are well and gone. So there I, I think you said three. I was really surprised. I was gonna give you like six. Oh, okay. Because no, I don't need them. No, 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 I you, you took three. Uh, because, because by net rating, I th- there's eight teams that, have a, I have, that could call themselves contenders, I think. And everybody else is well and truly on the outside looking in. So there's the contenders. Now you know who's going to compete. So now we're going to tell you how everything else is going to play out. So you can fill out your, your – it's not really a bracket. You can fill out your betting sheet for the order of the placement. Yeah. Most interestingly, most intriguingly, you could say is the east.
1: It's a cluster.
0: Here is a here's a wild thing. So at the All-Star break, there were 11 teams total within 3 games of 500. 7 of them are in the east. So we're about the halfway point. Last year at the halfway point, which wasn't the All-Star break, I just picked about 40 games into the season. Last year, there were 3 total teams within 3 games of 500. This year there's 11. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy thing and like we said the east is is worse the east is more less spread out more condensed as it stands there are three games of separation between the fourth placed heat and the 11th placed Bulls. so three game difference between fourth place and 11th place that means you're either hosting a playoff series or you are out of the plane game three games crazy so, Seth, we're going to find some separation. So, there are eight teams in that little cluster. And why don't I just rattle them off really quick? So, we have the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, the Charlotte Hornets, the New York Knicks, the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, the Toronto Raptors, and the Chicago Bulls. We got two teams. We each picked two teams that we liked, as in contenders for the top half, and two teams that we think are going to fall. Yeah. Do you want to? How, how do you want to start? How do you want to
1: do it? Do you want me, I'll start with the teams that I that I see rising okay. because I think there's two clear ones that can't possibly maintain this poor level of play. First of all, it's the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks. Who so they're are rising, not one of the. So yeah, so they okay. are. Um, they're in the eighth spot right now, but that's after winning. F- they've just won five games in a row, so they were back in the tenth spot just a couple of days ago. But we're gonna see how quickly everything changes. They've got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich back. He's finally starting to play. And they seem to really like playing for Nathan McMillan. Trey seems interested, <laughs> maybe weirdly they just, enough. They hated they just, Lloyd
0: Pierce. Yeah, it's like maybe they just hated their old coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Nathan McMillan has a 5-0, five, and, five, and oh, 5 straight. Uh, but the big thing for them is they started the season 4-0. Oh, they, they were really cruising. And then about 13 games in, DeAndre Hunter goes down, who was having a really nice year, averaging 17 points, and then being just a stopper on defense. Sounds like he is going to be coming back here shortly. And that means I'll have to stop relying on Tony Snow, thank God. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> he said, mean game winner hitting Tony Snell. Yeah. I'll always think back to Tony Snow uh, for playing 21 minutes and not recording a single stat. That's my favorite stat <laughs> yeah, line of all time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I see, the, I see the Hawks just moving back up. There's no, this team is way too talented uh, to, to not even make the play-in, you know? I see, my thought was that they might even get into like the sixth spot and miss the play-in totally. Right. That was so we talked, we didn't talk about
0: it. That was the kind of the magic number is a six seed because if you're the six seed or higher, you miss the play, you're in the playoffs, no playing game. This year, the seven and eight seed are in the playing game, so they're not guaranteed mm-hmm. a playoff spot. They have to go win a game, right? Just one yeah. game. They have to win a game to make it in the playoffs. So the six seed is kind of the, the bar if it's reachable. That's the one you really want to hit. So the Hawks is good. I, you know, we didn't have a practice, much of a preseason practice this year mm-hmm. with, with COVID. And and they were one of the, like, the Hawks were one of the biggest roster changes from year to year this year. Yeah. With all their free agent signings. So it, it's very plausible that they just are ironing out the kinks as they go. And, and, you know, they could really be a second half team. Okay, that's good. My first one is, as I scroll down to my notes. Oh, easy. <laughs> uh The Heat. I got yeah. two words for you. Well, one letter and three words. J-butt. One letter and three <laughs> letters. J-butt. Uh, Jimmy Butler. So, the Heat right now, like I said, the Heat are fourth. They are 21 and 18 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, since Jimmy Butler came back on January 30th, they are fifteen and six. They they started the season seven and twelve. Jimmy Butler started the season hurt. Since then, they're fifteen and six, and they have the best defensive rating in the league with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy I, is unreal. He really is. I, like I think he's sneaking into like not really MVP candidates, but like you know. By like the way, the Jimmy Butler's having a great year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Also interesting. Uh, you're hearing the heat pop up in all kinds of trade rumors. Like they seem to be aggressive buyers at the deadline, which mm. I think will only help them. But right now, they are sitting in fourth place. They have been one of, if not the best teams in the league, probably not the best, one of the best teams in the league since you came back. I think they're an
1: easy contender. I don't think they'll drop below the five seed. Yeah. I, I mean, I like them more than the Celtics right now. Mm. That's for sure. Um, let me tell you my other my other team that I think is just trending upward. And this, this one, I think, is kind of obvious as well. Uh, that's the Indiana Pacers. Right. Currently in the 10th uh, seed. So just the last team making the play in right now. And a big thing for them, it's it's kind of a big question mark, but Karis Levert just came back. You know, they traded Victor Old Depot to get Karis Levert and he hasn't he hasn't played since that happened early in January. So they've been out for they've been out with a like an ISO scorer. That's what they've been missing lately. The offense has kind of run through Brogdon, who's been taking more shots than you would like, and it's running through Demonis Sabonis, who's a great playmaker, but not someone who just gets you a bucket off the bounce. And that's where Karis Levert comes in for me and just kind of energizes this group, I think. It also allows Indiana to move either McDermott or Justin Holliday into the second unit. Those guys are both kind of just known to to score. Like that's their that's their job out there. So if you can move them to a six-man, uh, they don't really have to focus on much else other than scoring. And we know that Doug numbers one of the best players in the NBA. Right. So that would right. be really good. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Old Depot has taking 17 shots a game. Uh, this season before he was traded, and they've been, like I said, kind of piecing those together, those 17 shots among other people, and so if LeVert's coming in and taking 14 shots a game, uh, that's just I think that's really going to help their offense. And there's no way that they're that they're the 10th best team in the East. I, I just I can't believe that. Right. Yeah, I I'm really high on the Pacers too. Like you said,
0: like a Karis LeVert out. That's you know, what 18, 20 points a game, right? Like once he can, kind of gets in the flow of things, they'll get back. Also, T.J. Warren, like he broke his hand. I, yeah, that's I don't, that's it, another like eighteen, twenty points a game. I don't think he'll be back for a while. But, but they said
1: like hoping for playoffs.
0: Okay, well, well, the Pacers were my pick for the the team that no one wants to play from yeah. playoffs because I think they're gonna they're struggling right now. They're gonna get in the flow of things. I think they will be playing their best basketball when T.J. Warren comes back. Terrence Absolutely, in the flow. So I like they are a trendy first round upset pick team for me because I think they're gonna be bottom half. Yeah. They also I think they have the like a was it the eighth or ninth easiest schedule going forward. And they They need it. Yeah. So yeah, I like the I like I like the Pacers. Good pick. Okay, so my other one, and and you mentioned them when I was mentioning the Heat was the Boston Celtics. Oh yeah. So so Kimball Walker has started playing like a real basketball player. Not like you would expect the guy that's getting like $30 million a year, but he's played better. Celtics have won, or is it five of six and Marcus smart, who I think they missed him more than numbers would indicate. He's working his way back. So they're, they're finally getting healthy. No more COVID, no more injuries. They've won five of six. Also, and just an interesting thing to look for is that Vegas is a really good indicator that there's a lot of people that are way smarter and do a lot more research. Uh, Boston is an overwhelming favorite to make the playoffs in the East. I think they were like besides the top three teams. I think they were even like more highly favored than the Heat to make the playoffs. So, so they are. What are they? I think they're sitting squarely in the middle of everything. Like they're, they're fifth right now. They're fifth. Okay, but but I don't like. Can I say with the Heat? I don't see them dropping. I just think they're too talented. Now that they're finally healthy, yeah. I like them a lot.
1: All right, who's going down? Could you- could yeah, you imagine so. though, like right now, if the four-five matchup is Miami and Boston. Like that yeah. was the Eastern Conference Finals last year. That would be awesome. In the first round, that'd be <laughs> yeah, great. That would be good. Okay, who you said who's dropping? Yeah, he's moving down. Uh, that's an easy one for me, uh, and it's it's just based on where they are right now. The Charlotte Hornets are tied with Boston for the five seed right now. Something has happened where the Charlotte Hornets are must-watch TV. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that, and it probably has a lot to do with Lamelo, but they're exciting. And they have a really nice core. I think Lamello has brought out like something in Miles Bridges. like him have a, they, Those two have a great connection for the lobs. And then I have always been critical of Terry Rogier's game, but Jesus, he is playing out of his mind. Uh, scoring at will and doing it efficiently, I did not see that part coming. Hmm. And then I'm just happy for Gordon Hayward. Right. The number one, yeah. He's shown he yeah. still can be the number one option, can score efficiently. And then I will say Devontae Graham's not afraid to shoot. Sometimes he's afraid to make them, but he's not afraid to shoot. Good, that's all you want. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they're they're the five or the six, however you want to look at it. They're tied with Boston right now. I just I don't see them sticking there, but they should be. They'll still be a scary team to play in that play in tournament for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I. I think I have them in maybe in the play in or at the bottom of the playoffs, Mm -hmm. but but they do. Like you said, you said a bunch of good things. Like there's a but though, because it feels like they're kind of playing. Maybe not above their means, but, like, I don't see them playing any better than they're currently playing. And I just see a lot of other teams that are not playing their best basketball. Like, like the Hornets have been such a pleasant surprise. I don't know how much better it can get. And there's a lot of teams that I feel like can be better.
1: Yeah. Like, so So what I'm saying, like, with Terry year especially, like, can he stay that efficient? Right. He's going to probably
0: progress. not. Regress, yeah. Yeah,
1: right. That's good.
0: So my first one... um. It seems too easy because they look so out of place in the middle of the playoff race, <laughs> but it's the New York Knicks, yep, <laughs> um the reason why is well, there's a few reasons, so they right now they are the slowest pace in the league, mm-hmm. which which partly contributes to why they're like a, I think they're the the third lowest scoring offense, but they also have the third best defensive rating and the lowest yeah. points per game. but a lot of this because they just play a slow pace there's just not as they many possessions. A, they play
1: an ugly winning style of basketball exactly.
0: They, so here's here's what we don't like about them so far, okay? First of all, they have the seventh hardest schedule going forward. So their hardest basketball is still ahead of them. Like I said, their defense has been what's carrying them. They're not putting up great numbers, but they're just, like you said, they're winning ugly. Some of the defensive things they're doing well is they are allowing the third least points in the paint and the third least fast break points in the league. So they're keeping you out of the paint, keeping you from getting fast break. Those are easy buckets they're preventing, right? Mm-hmm. that's that I don't know how sustainable that is, but that must, that is not necessarily like totally out of whack like you know what I mean? What well, is out of whack? Here's a wild stat. Uh, wide open threes? So the NBA defies the wide open threes the closest defender is farther than six feet away from you, okay? okay. League average is about 39 percent. it's like 38.9 percent league average for shooting wide open threes. Teams are shooting 33.9 percent on wide open threes <laughs> against the Knicks. Does that lead the nba? Yes, by about oh, 2%. Geez. Oh, geez. Uh, the league average for threes is 36.8% right now and teams playing the Knicks are shooting 33.9% on wide open threes. So that means so that means that if you could just take like, you know, there was there's a, a spreadsheet that had every three-point shot attempted this year, you could just hit like a random one, find a random three-point shot, and they would be more likely that that shot would go in. And if your team is playing the Knicks and your best shooter has a shot where he is so far away from the nearest defender that the CDC would say they are an acceptable level of social distance. (laughs) They are not, just teams aren't making wide open threes against the Knicks, and that is like it's just it's not sustainable. Like, like I said, the the fast break. Exactly. The fast break points, the fast break defense, the paint defense, that is not unsustainable because like there's a system, there's a reason behind it. There's no reason behind this teams just aren't making wide open threes. And if you're relying on your defense and teams are just shooting bad against you for no apparent reason, like that's not going to continue. Teams are going to start making threes and the defensive numbers are going to go down for the Knicks. That's why I think they're going to go down.
1: I'm with you there. Uh, They also have the, I think, like sixth hardest schedule remaining too. Oh, is that what it is? That does not bode well for them, yeah. Uh, And then the last team here that is regressing for me is the Chicago Bulls. They are... (laughs) They are currently in the ninth spot, but like by percentage points. But they were just six the other day. That's how you know, like everything just changes so quickly here. Right. And the the easiest thing is just that the talent is not there. Right. Zach Levine, all star, incredible to watch. He can only carry this team so far. Um, their young guys like Kobe White and Wendell Carter are struggling. Those are guys that are counting on Billy Donovan has just moved those guys to the bench now for Garrett Temple and Thaddeus Young. Still kind of making like a hail mary call here. Um, they're trying to win, apparently. Hmm. It's just not working. Right. Laurie Markin has missed a bunch of time. He looks not good. He's not going to get paid yeah. uh, by the Bulls this offseason. Not sure. by the Bulls. <laughs> That's but for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's not the year for him. I didn't, Simple as that. Yeah, I didn't,
0: I don't really have a reason why or a lot of stats, but they were last on my list of all these teams, and it wasn't hard to
1: put him there. Yeah, they have the eighth
0: hardest schedule remaining as well. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, things are not. The, the Bulls might be the recipient of the happy to be here award just happy yeah, to be in the playoff race, they they just, just feel like the team
1: that's getting that 11 spot though right like they're just oh, yeah, the for team sure, for sure. The, one, the odd team out that's not getting that spot i think so
0: i so my last team is again kind of like the Bulls a heart pick for a team that i think is going to regress and that is the Toronto Raptors excuse me the Tampa Raptors
1: Tampa there you go uh, and
0: i am i'm going against Vegas here because Raptors has the third best odds to make the playoffs not counting, oh, sorry. So excluding the Nets, Bucks, and Sixers, which are so Locked. good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So of the teams that aren't locks, the Raptors, Vegas has Raptors as third best, minus seven fifty to make the playoffs. I I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be a playing team, but I I just I think they'll struggle. The so like I, I mentioned with net rating, the numbers say they should be better than they are. But I just at what point do we have to acknowledge that playing in Tampa makes it too hard for them? <laughs> like they're playing, they don't have a home game. Yeah, they've right. been home. Like they spent however many months in the bubble, they get like a six week off season, and then they have to relocate to Tampa. I just, I just, I think that's going to wear on them more than you think. Yeah. And I think they'll struggle. I think they'll kind of claw their way into the playing game, and they might make some motion there. But they will be well into the bottom half of these teams.
1: Yeah, they just they don't have. Aaron Baines is their starting center, and that's just not a winning resume. Is... <laughs> I mean, for, Say for less. For real, that's right. <laughs> All right,
0: so so do you have? I have my ranking of these eight teams. Do you have your list? Yeah, I have. Yeah, do you want me to, I'll give you. Here are my teams in order. Okay, so starting, okay. I guess it would be the the, the first team. My name would be the fourth seed. Yep, and down to number eleven. So I have the Heat, the Celtics, the Hawks, the Hornets, the Pacers, the Raptors, the Knicks, and the Bulls. Okay. I was a little higher on the Hornets than you, I think. I think the Pacers will struggle in the season, but I think the Pacers will run away with the play-in game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I have, so same top three, the Heat, Celtics, Hawks. So we're we're saying those three are going to be safe. Yes. Um, And then the play-in teams for me, Pacers, then Knicks, then Raptors, then Hornets, followed obviously by the Bulls. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think it matters too much. About this play-in. That's uh, like true. This, it, It's going to be fun basketball, no matter what, because you know the one game to get in the into the playoffs.
0: Right. So, so I guess I guess what matters is so seven. Who's seven and eight doesn't matter who's who, but to be seven and eight is good because so how it works. I guess we just expl- explain the play-in game. So the seven and eight seeds play one game. Winner gets the seven seed. Right. I'm doing yes. this off the top of my head. So seven and eight seed play. Winner gets the seven seed, and then the nine and ten seeds play. The winner of that game plays the loser of the seven eight seed game for the final spot in the playoffs. Is that correct? That's how I understand it. Yes. So if you are the seven and eight seed, you just have to win one out of two games. If you're the nine or ten seed, you have to win two out of two games to make the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Good. So that's context. Remember that. And we I mean, the, we haven't talked about the top half. Nets, Sixers, Bucks. Do you see? Guy I order. have a question. Yeah. Do you see any order for ending other than what I just said? Nets one, no, that's bucks no, barring Nets injury, Sixers bucks locked yeah, in. Barring, so yeah,
1: there you go. That's fair to say, barring injury. All right,
0: East deciphered. Lock it in. We're gonna talk for a second about the West. The West is much more clearly defined, right? It's not crazy and exciting. It's it's we've we know more so about what these teams are. We sorted these into tiers. Uh, they don't have cool names. We might. <laughs> edit them in a post later first is the contenders tier i guess top four i think there's a clear top four which is utah the la teams phoenix mm-hmm. um there's not a ton of separation between them and the next tier, but they just feel like the best four teams noticeably in the west next is the tier of teams threatening to break into the top four which are the nuggets and blazers and like, interestingly like we said Really the sixth seed is where you're safe. You you dodge the play and you're in the real playoffs guaranteed if you're the sixth seed. And we have our six, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I I don't I don't I don't think there's much debate on, the, yeah, on that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So the next tier is the teams jockeying for the right to get smacked in the first round. <laughs> and that is the Spurs, the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, those are teams seven through eleven. Yeah. So one of those teams is missing the play-in game. And the rest, the other four, are going to be the play-in game. And then the bottom is the teams that should be or already are tanking, which is the Thunder, Rockets, Kings, Timberwolves, with really no shot to make the playoffs.
1: Sorry, I've, Timberwolves. I have a question team. for you. Do, doesn't yeah. it seem like it's either Memphis or New Orleans? One, it's between those two that are not getting in. I, boy, I, I'm nervous about the Spurs.
0: Yeah. Because I heard somewhere they have a, like one of the hardest strength schedules the rest of the season. And as a young team.
1: They have I, the hardest. Okay,
0: skill. well there we go. That's I'm nervous about the Spurs. I think Mavs Warriors are locked in. Yeah. Some order seven, eight. Um but yeah, I I don't know. The what is it? It's actually there's some separation there, right? Like the Spurs, oh yeah, the Spurs are twenty and sixteen as opposed to the Pelicans, which are seventeen and twenty two. So I guess there'd need to be some big yeah. movement for them the Spurs to fall out. But I, I guess watch out for the Spurs to fall. At least somewhat. Right. Yeah, it does I don't know. I, 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 I struggle to be confident in the uh in the Pelicans just because like we said, I don't know what they are. If I, yeah. I guess if I had to if you made me pick right now, I would pick the Pelicans as the team that misses. Okay. I really like John ja Morant and Me too. And I think he's gonna like they they kinda stayed afloat when he was out with that ankle
1: sprain and as he I think they'll just be better when he's back. And they got Jaron Jackson Jr. coming back at some point. Who knows when? Is he? Yeah,
0: I haven't heard when he's coming back, so I didn't want to but, you know, include him.
1: But Like if you get down to the end of the season, at least you got that, right. uh, you know, making the last season push. All right, good. The West, Decided. not as exciting, yeah. But also locked down. Okay, moving on. Okay, so we talked about the love for the Hornets here. And I think for some people it's gotten a little out of hand. Like the hype has just gotten too real over the Hornets. And more specifically, Lons, or Lamelo. Right. So someone tweeted that Lamelo and Terry Rogier are an elite NBA backcourt. What do you mean? We'll and say who it was. <laughs> so it's it not was just some sl- random dude. Oh, it was Slam Magazine. Okay, good. Right. It was a reputable, you know, basketball right, contributor. Right. Says that they are, you know, and highlights the word elite, you know. And I was thinking, why don't we just name backcourts we'd rather have off the top of our head? This is my question. I, I agree that it's ridiculous. How? How? What percentile is elite? Well, that's a good question. I'm thinking. You, know like, I mean? you have to be. You have to be like top three or four to be elite, right? That's
0: true. Because initially you said we could name ten backcourts better, <laughs> and I, at first I was like, we probably can. But I was like, wait, wait, that's not elite. Like, if you're the tenth best backcourt, that means you're like thirty third percentile. Like that's or sixty sixth right. percentile. That's not very good. That's not elite. Right. That's that's good, I guess. You could say that's, a that's good kind backcourt. of the point, though, to clearly
1: show that they are not near, yes. even near. Elite. That's true. That's true. Okay, so yeah, let, let's name some. Are we counting injured backcourts? See, that's, that was my question. I had, like, Stephen Clay in uh, question marks. I'll tell you, I'll take... Like, does that
0: count? Uh, who's the who's the starting shooting card? Is it Cause Wiggins?
1: Because I put Wiggins. I, put, I would yeah, take
0: Steph and Wiggins. Like, well, like, right, I mean, we'll talk about this later, how exciting of a prospect Lamelo is.
1: But right now, like, if you're calling them elite, that means they're elite right now. All right. I kind of had, off the top of my head, was, like, Kyrie Harden, obviously. Yeah, that's good. No doubt. Uh, Dame CJ. Yeah, good. It's two. Uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Three, okay. I would even have uh, Mike Conley and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, good, okay. I Personally, I would rather have Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. I would too, yeah, for sure. Okay, there we go. That's five. And okay. then I started, and then I started, and then I was like, Westbrook Beal has to be in there. Okay. Six. So what, six already? I don't already? Know if it has to be, but I would. I would take both okay. of those guys. Okay. Uh, anyway, Who's backwards. But then I started thinking like, what about guys that are what the one player is so good that it doesn't matter who right, the second guy is? Right. Like Luca and Josh Richardson. Right. I would still take it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a little muddy. A little and, that's muddy the, the like, that's and that's where the like that's what the Steph and that's what the Steph Wiggins think came. Like, Stephen Wiggins, yeah. Like, sure, um, Steph's that's so good I'd rather have them. <laughs> I don't know. I I'd, I'd
0: probably rather have Kimball Walker, Marcus Smart.
1: Yeah, that's not. I just I I don't like either player. No, exactly. Uh, I think I'd rather excluded have them, on them my intentionally team,
0: like snubbed for them. this year. Yeah. Uh, who else is so point guard shooting guard? Who else is good? <laughs> we're gonna trim
1: this, so it just sounds like we're uh, rattling them off. What about Ben Simmons, an elite three point shooter? Danny Seth Green. Curry.
0: Oh no, <laughs> forward. Yeah, I think
1: Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't you rather have that? Yeah. That was another one that Ben Simmons is so good that. Right. Seth Curry's. Oh, I got one. Well, shirt.
0: I don't know how you feel with this, Seth. What about? Uh, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton.
1: See, I like that, but they don't—they don't start together, and I—I oh, felt that that okay. kind of well, you know that kind of see the shooting. Yeah, yard? see, that was my—I had that down. I was like, "There's no, nah, I can't, I can't, that's I can't even convince yeah. myself."
0: Yeah, uh, I'm just going like geographically. I'm like, uh <laughs> who's the, is Dante Divincenzo? Is he the starting? Yeah, I, uh. I,
1: yeah, that's what that's what took Drew Holiday out as well. Uh, what uh. about what about uh, Lonzo and Eric Bledsoe? I think it's I think closer it's than you would like. <laughs> well, it's a regular season or playoffs. <laughs> That's true. I that no, no part Larry of the Blanca Pelicans for sure. through the playoffs.
0: <laughs> who's the, who's yeah. the uh, John
1: Morant and Dylan Brooks? <laughs> I can't even think Dylan of who, Brooks, plays shooting. Card. Or Grayson Allen. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. It's either, it's either uh, it Grayson and Allen players? or Dylan Brooks. Either one of those.
0: Uh, you choose one okay, of those. Okay, good, good. Uh, Who's the point guard? I'm just that? saying,
1: let's just drive home the point that there's a right. lot, right? Pace, who's the point? Is Malcolm Brogdon play oh, point guard? Yeah, him and Karis Okay, is that's he that's point a, that's guard That's a though? duo. Is he yeah. the point guard? Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, boom. Lock that in, Michael and Karis LeVert. That's like 15. Well, yeah, so they're below average.
1: <laughs> what a shitty thing to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. So now that we've just talked about all the players we'd rather have than LaMelo Ball. Okay, let's, let's, let's do this.
1: Let's do this, yeah. Okay, someone said that of the players 23 and younger, Wait, who how many someone? players... You have to give context. I don't remember who was. it was. that's me saying You
0: read it on Twitter. It was a thread it's on the, Twitter. It.
1: Yes, but I don't remember who it was. That's the problem. That's fine. Just, just oh, it was me. okay. There was a Twitter I thread. It. Here, I'll start right now. Right? this in
0: passing. I got this right. Okay.
1: okay. On Twitter, there was a thread Good. of players 23 and younger. How many guys would you take ahead of LaMelo Ball right now. Like to have the So so team not right
0: now. Right. So so not the last question we did were just for this year. Like if you're yeah. winning games, this is to have as a French like they're on your team for the
1: season. like they're your guy. They're on your team forever. So not just this year. These guys are okay, franchise player. Let me start with this, Robbie. I, yeah. I had three guys for sure that should be excluded from this conversation. Okay. Hit him with hit him I with had them. Zion, Luca, and Jason Tatum. That okay. the, that you cannot convince me otherwise that that you would take, you know, Lamelo ahead of any of those three because it's blasphemous. Well, I'm I'm I am going
0: to be blasphemous then. Oh, because, here we go. Because I I don't <laughs> know if I would, but I think you could make a case for Lamelo over Jason Tatum. Really? Because you mean All Star starter Jason Tatum? That's the one. <laughs> you mean was technically drafted even though he was the last player on the board, Jason Tatum? <laughs> yeah, I because. I'm just thinking, Jason Tatum hasn't been like he hasn't had been great in the playoffs. I, I I just can't think of him like like was there a time when he's like elevated his game in the playoffs that he is a legitimate superstar? I mean, he got him to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Well, I I mean he was the best player on the team, but they have a, right. a good group of players. Th- that's true. The, like he he hasn't had really any, really any marked playoff success. His numbers are better, like his scoring is better, but the rest of his numbers. Or probably not. I don't have the numbers in front of me. They're probably not any better. I think he's like twenty five a game right now. But Lamelo, here's the thing, and and we've talked about when the problem with the Celtics is like it's much ISO ball. They don't create shots for the players. Yeah. Did you know that they are? I heard this on a podcast from our man Brian Scalabrini. This was a while ago. This was probably about a month ago. But they were they were dead last in hockey assists per game, which. As we all know and love a good Gretzky hockey assist, it's the pass to the assist. So, like if there's two quick passes that lead to a bucket, that's a hockey assist. The pass to the pass. The Celtics were averaging two hockey assists a game. That's bad. Did you hear that? Like there was it was dead last (laughs) by considerable margin. They do not create shots for other players. And part of the reason is their two best players are really only good at ISO ball. Like they're really good. They only create for themselves. Lamella Ball as a rookie is Running the offense at times, like 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 problems. Like when I watch Lamelo, and there are times. Do you ever do this where you just watch one player? Like you yeah, just watch Lamelo. Sure. He is too willing of a passer sometimes. Like he goes for passes and he turns the ball over, and just like well, I, I you know I can see it, but that's you know you should have shot it. You should have made a simple pass. Like Lamelo is is a guy that you want to turn the keys to your offense to. And I don't know if Jason Tatum is that. I think Jason Tatum needs a guy. He needs like a Chris Paul or you know. Or Gets in the LaMelo Ball. ball. In, in the right spot. Exactly. I just, I don't, <laughs> I think you can make a case for, as I think as good of a floor general LaMelo Ball is going to become, that he is going to be a guy that you really want running your offense.
1: Yeah. But you Jason also got to look that. at what Jason Tatum does on the defensive end. You know, like, wing defense, like, elite wing defender that he might be able to be, that's hard to replace also, you know? Because well, like, he's already shown what he can do on the defensive end. Well, well, I mean, I don't know. Lamelo Ball's not, I don't.
0: Know, he's not a good defender necessarily, but he's for a guard. He's like what a six-seven point guard.
1: Yeah, and we can also look at like what Lonzo became as That's a defender. True. I mean, I don't Lonzo remember Ben Simmons. Defender.
0: I don't remember Ben Simmons being that good of a defender out of high or out of college, and now he's right. what the best defensive player in the league for being a really yeah. long versatile wing. Uh, there's no reason to say Lamello can't. Like, I really also I love Lamelo. Like, he just seems like he just loves basketball. Like, I love. that oh, I know. I think he's gonna yeah. really grind and improve his game. I don't know. I I I am very high on Lamella as a prospect, and Jason Tatum is definitely better right now. But like I said, I think you can make a case for Lamella yeah. over Jason Tatum.
1: Okay, I, all right. I didn't. I see. I did not see that coming. Okay. what did you think I was saying? I, no, well, I, I told didn't. You I, I had no an issue with one of those three. Did you have a guess? I had no idea. Okay. I thought you, maybe Zion just because it's run at the rim, bully ball, but <laughs> <laughs> it's efficient. It's effective. I guess. I ha- See, I had a list of guards that I okay. would take ahead of of LaMelo. Okay. And that you would included, run him Yeah, that included Darren Fox. That you would take ahead of Lamelo. So you would, so you yes. would have okay. Yeah, Shea Gilders Alexander, Trey Young, and John Morant. All four of those guys I would have to start a team right now. And it's because Lamelo's not the guy in Charlotte right now. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying he won't be. Uh we talked about it earlier, but Gordon Hayward's the number one option. Right. Terry Rogier is scoring 20-plus points a game. He's not the the focal point of the other team's game plan, you know? Right. All four of those guards I just named are have the keys to the offense. They are running the show for their respective teams. Just incredible promise so far. And the mellow sample size is so small. It's like 37 games or something like that <laughs> and 15 starts. But I agree with you. What you've, we've seen in that small amount of time has been incredible. I'm just... I'm not sold yet because... I need to see him control a team. You know, is that a fair Do you, assessment?
0: that, that is uh, it's fair to be hesitant. Did you know? I heard this on a podcast today. Did you know Lamelo Ball is the second player in NBA history to average twenty points, five rebounds, five assists in his first fifteen starts?
1: Well, it's only because Pukashevsky hasn't started fifteen he hasn't games. Hasn't started
0: fifteen games. That's true. But uh, interestingly, Allen Iverson was number one. Just in case that you're is wondering. that's but that's good uh, company. I I hear what you're saying. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I want to make more drastic takes. I think of those four guards you <laughs> named. I would I think Trey Young is at the bottom of the list for me, and I would rather have <laughs> Lamelo Ball because Trey Young is the worst defensive player in the league. I oh, I'm with you. And it is by, by a measurable metric. Trey Young is so bad defensively, and sh- I mean he'll grow out of this. But his shot selection is so bad at the end of games. I I mean Trey Young's been in the league longer, so we've seen more of him. He's undersized. He's not very big. He's never going to be an average defender.
1: He just—he's uh, not built. He doesn't have any room to put on any any size. No, and, you and know?
0: he's like like. do we talk about this on the podcast? That like in defensive metric statistics, he is dead last in the league yeah. in defense for the last two yeah. years. He has been the worst defensive player in the league. <laughs> like, that's crazy, and and we've seen more of him. So if you're talking about like like you said. Running, giving the keys to your offense, running your offense, running the show. I, I, am, I think Lamelo has more upside than Trey Young.
1: Yeah, I, but like for that assessment, like these these guys didn't have Gordon Hayward as a rookie, like to say, all right, show you the ropes. These guys were like, all right, here, do something with the ball, like go score it, go pass it. We well, need that's you what to well, do something I didn't. I
0: didn't talk about. Darren Fox didn't talk about Jaga Alexander because I think they're in really tough situations and they have to. Yeah, I just, I just think I don't know. I'm, I'm really hard. Like I'm really critical of people that are bad defensively because, yeah, I don't, like how like some people are more like defense comes easier. Some people have better bodies for it, but like like you, I mean you you were you played defense in college not because you were big and yeah. strong, but you just like you were a defensive guy because somebody had to. A pest. Yeah. To yeah. say I, I I don't know if so
1: I think if you're bad defensively and good offensively, I get annoyed by it. And then but I'll say like, Darren Fox and Shea Gilgis and Ja, for that matter, like potential to be. Great on both sides of the ball. Yeah, De'Aaron sure. Fox is already. Uh, ja just has like freak athleticism mm. that I don't think it's far behind. Like it's it's coming. Um, and then Shea Alexander scoring the ball is unreal. Like unstoppable offensively. Yeah. I said the other day that he he beat the Grizzlies with the Oklahoma City Blue, the G League team. <laughs> yeah. His teammates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just took the ball down the stretch and just got every bucket for him. Incredible. But there's a list of guys below that like. Colin Sexton, R.J. Barrett, Michael Porter Jr., Kobe White, Darius Garland, Tyler Hero. Obviously, those guys like, are a tier below yeah, I have Lomelo Lomelo and all those. Yeah, for sure. And then and then I put Lonzo. Where does Lonzo fall on this? That's yeah, good. Where well, you got him. <laughs> no, probably better.
0: I don't know. You said a lot of names. It's hard because Lonzo's, Lonzo's like two, three years older than a lot of those guys. We're not that much older. But he's been in the league for what, like four years now? <sighs> Gosh, that's a lot of information. I I don't know. <laughs> I think I think the point is that what we've seen from Lullaball is more exciting than a lot of the guys we consider young up and coming yeah. potential stars. Yeah. Or, you know, or on par or should be considered alongside.
1: He's got he has a very bright career in front of him.
0: I think so. I <laughs> I do I love that that uh Jordan came out and said He's exceeded our expectations. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. you find- Oh, I heard a stat. I was going to read you a stat. So, did you know the Hornets? This obviously will end this year, but the Hornets are one of two teams in the last fifteen years to not have a player named First Team All Rookie. Really, and the other team is the Pacers. Yeah. Just wondering, which is, I guess, more of a team that makes sense because they've been like perennially like in the a playoff team. team. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and they haven't had any. Yet. But crazy enough, fifteen years. They've had 13 lottery <laughs> picks in those 15 oh, years. Oh, jeez. And not one first team over. So, it's good job, LaMelo. Good to have one. Breaking <laughs> the cycle. Being the guy that exceeds expectations, only because the only reason he was drafted hey. by the Hornets was because there was a clear top three in the draft, and the Hornets had number three. And the That's other true. two teams passed him.
1: Hopefully, it doesn't come back That's to a home. Good I job, Hornets. Not.
0: Yeah, not to, not to be critical of the other two, because I think their other two can still be yeah. really good. But. The Hornets did a good job by drafting the consensus best player available. Yeah, Hard good job.
1: Job, Hornets, front
0: office, excluding Michael Jordan. Right, good. Okay, good. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on. We're splash your passing. Splash your pass, fan favorite, everyone's favorite segment. So we talked about dunk contest dunks last week. And this week, in honor of Jackson Hayes, well, maybe more specifically, in honor of Reggie Jackson being dunked on by Jackson <laughs> Hayes. We're gonna look at in game dunks as our grade for splasher passes this week. So this week our scale for So it's our scale for how good of an in game dunk on someone you did. Yeah. But but also in a way that is like considered an iconic dunk. Is that is that how you would frame that? True. They yeah, they
1: have to be iconic dunks. So
0: so iconic in game dunks on somebody. How actually good is it? (laughs) So our splash we have DeAndre Jordan. Dunking on the Brandon greatest dunk Knight. of all time. I it is what, what did we agree? Brandon Knight is on the receiving end of having been dunked on worse than anybody in NBA history, the hardest and the most embarrassing. He is number one, yes. And on on the on pass, on the other end, also, the, we'll post both of these dunks on our Twitter at Grace so you can go watch clips of these to refresh yourselves with what these are. So that was our splash, DeAndre Jordan. Our pass, we have Tom Chambers dunking on, who is it, Mark Jackson, like in Mark the Jackson, 90s? Mark Jackson, yeah. Uh, so how would you describe this dunk by Tom Chambers?
1: It's a, a, just a, a generic dunk, fast break. He's running. He happens to put like a knee into Mark Jackson's throat. Right, Mark shoulder. Jackson's like kind of trying to take a
0: charge. Like he doesn't jump, doesn't really contest. He's just kind of there. Yeah, he
1: also doesn't fall or anything like that. He just kind of moves to the side. Yeah. But anyway, as he puts his knee on him, he, he kind of lifts himself even further. And Tom Chambers is what really high in the air i guess and then just does a simple two-hand dunk yeah so that so is-
0: the reason this is passed, i mean it's a fine dunk it's a cool dunk but this is regarded as such a good like classic historical dunk and it's just it's i can't it drives so, me crazy do you want to hear said so house of hoops the youtube channel they have a okay. video the top 10 nba dunks of all time from like four or five years ago 21 million views this is on it do you want to guess where it is it better not it's number well, it one. be in the top number ten. one. It was number one. It was number one. This was the best NBA dunk that's of all time according okay. to House of Hoops. Well, where was Jordan's the, dunk what? was number four. It was number four. That's
1: that's ridiculous. This is number one. It's so that is so
0: dumb. This is such an average, like dunk, and it's considered one of the best of all time. So go watch it. It's on our Twitter at Graze the Rim. You will see what we see, and you will understand our pain. So splash or pass. Splash is DeAndre Jordan. Pass is Tom Chambers. Uh, we're gonna kind of blitz through some trade rumors because I think next week's gonna be the big one. Oh yeah, Jordan, I'm okay.
1: I'm gonna run runs by you. Uh, I am Tom Chambers on Lamarcus Aldridge splitting with the Spurs because we don't care about Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah,
0: so he's he's not playing till they find a trade. Who's gonna trade uh, for him?
1: I just want to. I want you to know that Lakers fans are like, oh, we want Lamarcus Aldridge, but have also been. Very critical of Mark Gasol's uh, foot speed, and let me just tell you what. Uh, it's Not getting any better. Yeah, you're not upgrading with Marcus Aldridge. I just, I, 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 was, I was Tom Chambers on the Spurs thinking
0: they can get something for him. So yeah. his his salary is 25 million dollars, and um, Kyle Lowry is probably not going to get traded because even though he's a very, he would be a very valuable asset because people think they can't come up with a salary to match his 30 million dollar salary. So if people can't match 30 million dollars for <laughs> Kyle Lowry. Why would $5 million less for Lamarcus Aldridge? Why would anybody ever consider right. that? Right. He's going to get bought out and he'll probably go to a contender and won't play a second in the playoffs unless something, you know. But <laughs> yeah, so he's not playing Tom Chambers.
1: Okay. Tom Chambers. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Gordon, interest with the Nuggets, Rockets, Pistons, Wolves, and I guess. One of these teams is a contender. That's why
0: I'm I'm Tom Chambers. Why is like Aaron Gordon's like he's 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 like probably 25, 26 off his rookie deal. He's going to cost you money. He's not a if you're trying to win, build for the future. He's not going to help you. He's a right effective player now.
1: Why are these bad teams giving up assets for him? I don't know. Yeah, I am. uh, I'm I'm down to Jordan if he goes to the Timberwolves though. Just point that out. Okay. Anyway, Tristan Thompson moving on. The Raptors are interested in him. Tristan Thompson playing with the Celtics this year has been bad; looked very bad. Uh, But the Celtics, like I said, have Aaron Baines playing center, and it would it would actually
0: be an upgrade. What did I say? You said Celtics Raptors.
1: Oh, sorry. Raptors have have Aaron Aaron Baines Baines. playing.
0: I will tell you what. I am I am DeAndre Jordan on this. I think this helps both teams because Celtics have an overabundance at center, and they need I I don't know who the who the Raptors sending back though. I guess is the question. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. It would help the Raptors, Celtics don't need him. Go for it. Go nuts, kids.
1: Got uh Lakers for their big man depth. They are they sound like they want Drummond. Uh if Drummond becomes available via buyout. And if not Drummond, then they want to go after Hassan Whiteside. I am Tom Chambers on the thought of Hassan Whiteside playing in a Lakers jersey.
0: Yeah, I don't I talked about last week. I think Damian Jones is fine in that role. Yeah. I, I don't want anybody like anybody that would ever want the ball back to the basket or anybody that would ever think of dribbling as a center. I don't want it. I want you catching lobs, rebounds, trying to block shots. I don't want anybody using dribbles. Yeah. Or now, anything. if
1: Javale McGee becomes available, Lakers should jump on
0: that. Yeah, do it. I like that. He doesn't dribble. He knows how to dribble.
1: And then, yeah. And then, last one, I am Tom Chambers on uh, the Magic wanting Ricky Rubio. Like, why is this bottom feeder team buying right now? Why well, are they not like just they selling it all? It
0: sounds like they want to speed up the tank. They want to tank better, so they're <laughs> going to trade for Ricky Rubio. That's why I was DeAndre Jordan, I... that they're committing to tanking.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> okay. And then, one last thing. Uh, I'm Tom Chambers on John Collins. I He wants $25 million a year in his next contract? Right, so he's, he's, he's up... a
0: restricted free agent after this year.
1: Yeah. He and wants to get so paid. He's been, he's been popping up in... Um, in trade rumors like, right. for for a month now. I mean, he's currently making, what, $4.1 million? He's not even the highest-paid Collins in the NBA. Zach Collins is making $5.4 <laughs> million. Dollars, know. That's a good stat. Um, but, but if he wants $25 million, that's more than Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, and Demontis Sabonis are making. All three of them were all-stars this year. I get you think very highly of yourself, but mm. uh, you're talking crazy now.
0: I'll tell you, I am I am Tom Chambers on Future Me reporting that... The Celtics passed on John Collins, but Danny Ainge came out and said the Celtics were close to trading <laughs> for him, but the asking price was too high. That I, the Celtics, I'm sure have already committed mentally that they're not going to trade for him, but there's going to be buzz. Danny Ainge is going to come out and said, "Oh, we almost pulled the trigger on this." So that's why I'm. I am. The story's Tom already Chambers. written. You know that. exactly. I'm. Yeah. I'm Tom Chambers and John <laughs> Collins.
1: Okay, you got any of your own?
0: I do. My first one, and this is going to a touch of irony, but I am. Uh, Tom Chambers on Myers-Leonard and the low-hanging fruit that was his slur yeah. story. Because the content, and again, the irony that I'm commenting on this again, the content that came from this was <laughs> excessive. Everyone has their own favorite analyst or sports personality. And and the cool thing is you can just pick which, who your favorite analyst is, and you can hear them saying Myers-Leonard is an idiot in their own words. Because that's what every single journalist had something to say and every single journalist said the same thing. My favorite was uh, De'Aaron Fox, who for some reason was asked about it, and he said on his <laughs> interview that it was dumb as shit. That's what he said. It's funny he's, because he's like he's a call of duty guy. Like he streams call of duty sometimes, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, you can't yeah. say that on stream." Like he just called him dumb as shit for saying it on stream. <laughs> so that was my favorite. But but uh, like I said, you pick your favorite journalist. They'll have talked about it. They'll have said it was a bad, dumb, ignorant thing to say, and you can just hear it in their own voice. So
1: yeah. I I am this one's this is basketball related sort of uh, I am Tom Chambers on like our modern medicine it just is not able to keep up with the changes that diseases are making. Okay, I don't know if you saw this, Rob, but a high school commentator said probably the most racist thing I've ever heard on a <laughs> hot mic. This. Okay, go, yeah, um, yeah, about the opposing team kneeling for the national anthem, and it was recording. He didn't know this, and it and it came out. You know, people were obviously pissed. And he comes out the next day, states that he thought the mic was off. What? What is? Says I, you this, can't
0: repeat what he said. Was it that no. bad? No. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Okay. I didn't, um, I didn't
1: hear this. No. Okay. It's it's that bad. Okay. Like I, like the very the most racist thing you can <laughs> okay. say. Okay. Um, but then he comes out the next day and says it's because he had low blood sugar. So he states that the, he thought the mic was off and says that's no excuse. And then goes on to make an excuse about how his blood sugar is low <laughs> due to his diabetes, uh, which makes him say dis- – makes him disoriented and say unusual things. Here's a spin. But yeah. So you go ahead. He has, never, he has never considered himself a racist. So take that for what's worth. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you don't have to consider yourself racist
0: to be racist. That's the problem <laughs> for that. My my spin was – remember those old Snickers commercials? You're not you when you're hungry? Oh, yeah. Put – throw him in it. He. You're not you when you're hungry, you know, throwing out some slurs, looking like uh, Randy Marsh on the, uh, what was it? The prices Right? People who was in the South Park, people who know yes. you. Give yeah. this guy a Snickers, boom, all of a sudden, locking arms.
1: Yeah. But man, diabetes is changing and we just can't keep up with it. <laughs> that's okay. That's a good one. Well,
0: I am, Seth, I know you are a guy. I'm like this too. I love shooting threes I am. in games. Yeah. I love pulling. I love jacking. And that's why I am DeAndre Jordan. On what Steph Curry has done to the league. Not necessarily as a viewer, but as somebody who likes shooting threes, I can get behind this. I got, So I got a question for you. Right now, we are on pace in the NBA to average 34.9 three-point attempts per team per game. Jeez. So how far back, how many years back do you think we would have to go before the league average was half of that? You understand the question? Well,
1: I'll, yeah, I want you, I want to first point out you called me Steph, and I appreciate that. That was really nice No, point. I was talking about
0: Steph as in Steph Curry. You said Curry. I
1: have a question I have a question for you, Steph. Yeah, Steph yes.
0: Curry as in Steph uh, Curry.
1: Uh okay. Not see Steph I have final stun
0: editing, so you'll never,
1: you'll never <laughs> Anyway, I'd there. I'd say probably to to be half, so like fifteen attempts or yes. seventeen attempts yes. or whatever it is. Probably two thousand eight. Close. Uh, two thousand eleven. Oh. Ten
0: years. Okay. Ten years ago we were averaging half the threes we're averaging now. This is so like I said. 34.9 attempts per team per game. It will be a record for a tenth consecutive season. So Jeez. ten straight years. <laughs> so so again, like this is I'm blaming Steph Curry's culture that he's created.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, I guess 2008 he came in because he came in the league of 2009, right? He just so shot up from there.
0: Even with shortened schedules this year, teams are playing 72 games instead of 82. There's a chance for the record three point, the record for three pointers made in this season to be broken. How? Right now we're on pace to be about 203 shy. So if we crank up a little bit, we can make it. Teams are averaging so, like I said, 34.9 attempts, record for 10th consecutive season. 12.8 made threes per game, record for a ninth consecutive season. So threes Jeez. are getting shot every single year. We are breaking records. We're shooting more and more threes. The shooter in me loves it. I don't know how much more I'll love it as a fan.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: I like threes. Walk into a gym. Form shooting, no. So, jack and threes.
1: First shot, as well as from. Shout Super out line. for you, Steph. Exactly. <laughs> well, my last thing here. I am DeAndre Jordan on the loyalty of Ben Simmons. Okay. Now, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid both both missed the All Star game, and it was due to a contract contact tracing right. uh, through his barber. They both used the same barber, and he ended up testing positive for COVID. Simmons was asked, "You know, are you going to be changing barbers?" he said, absolutely not. He's got the freshest lineups. <laughs> and I love that. You know, don't forget the little people, Ben. Stay loyal to the ones that, you know, get you what you the need.
0: The day ones, even if it costs you
1: a lot of money in NBA games. Game you know, he probably, he probably lucked out because it was just an all-star game. He probably didn't true. Want to go true. That's anyway. true. You know, did you think it was weird? This is totally off topic. Did you think it was weird that they didn't introduce Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid they at the all-star didn't say their game? names? That's true. Did they say Devin Booker or
0: Anthony Davis? I guess them. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, no. do they normally say injured players or do they, like, they shut them out? I don't, I don't did, know. I did don't they remember. say Kevin
1: Durant? It was Team Kevin Durant. <laughs>
0: That's true. But uh, <laughs> they said his name by default. <laughs> Too many questions. All right. Okay. Okay. So on my last one, I am DeAndre Jordan on Kevin Durant. Wilden. Never change <laughs> Kevin Durant. Okay. And here's why. Love or hate Twitter Kevin Durant. Famous burner accounts. Oh. A lot of things he said. Well, I love about Kevin Durant is he is never someone that is embarrassed about when he tweets. He doesn't have reservation, doesn't worry about like what he says, how it reflects him or his brand. He just fires off what he's thinking. I was reminded of this. So in 2011, he randomly tweeted. He just said Scarlett Johansson, like didn't tag her, but just said Scarlett Johansson. I will drink your bathwater. So, um, then, do you remember that yeah in I mean, did you know this? in 2017 for whatever reason somebody asked him like do you regret tweeting this and he basically said like no i hope she saw it i hear she's single now so what's up or something oh, like you know something to that extent well this week katie back at it again he was caught liking a series of pics from instagram famous oklahoma state track star brooke thomas oh uh I guess you can look her up for yourself if you want to. But <laughs> uh, a little scandalous, some of the pictures were. And I just, I love Twitter, KD. Never change. We love you. Love watching what you do on and off the screen, the Twitter screen, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's entertainment on Twitter. Twitter, it KD. <laughs> we love it. Yes. I will, I'll say people on Twitter are crazy. They they find. I don't know how people find what people like. You know, like what? Oh, the hunt. Yeah, tr- the people who hunt yeah. it down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's like good. that. That that uh, Colin Sexton, like that. Right, right. Or, right. Twitter, like, Kevin or, like, you or know? like,
0: you know, as soon as it was like leaked that Kevin Durant had a burner account, like somebody like, because the reason someone found out was like, all right, there's this random account that's followed by like Kevin Durant's brother. His yeah, you know what I mean? Like family of Kevin Durant has like it has like 300 followers. He tweets a lot of like pro KD stuff, <laughs> and he's followed by like Kevin Durant's brother. And they connected the dots. Yeah, that's the sluice of NBA Twitter.
1: What a job. Also. Also, he could have just said no, and it would have been over. Like, no, it wasn't me. Oh, yeah. That no one's did. ever going to – That's true. Or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't.
0: That's, I mean, that's part of the legend of Twitter, KD, that he's never embarrassed exactly. about anything that he does on Twitter.
1: Exactly. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Cool. Yeah. You
0: got You, you, to ab- you got anything to add? I don't. know. I think – so this will release on Wednesday. I think we might <laughs> stick with that schedule because until we go full-time podcasting – I have a new work schedule, and this suits it better. So until the full-time switch happens, this should be Wednesday releases.
1: Follow us on Twitter, at Graze the Rim. Also, review. Give us a nice review. We appreciate those. And Uh, download and subscribe. Yes. Um, Oh, I forgot to tell you, Seth, and I can tell you now
0: this is a good time. Um, So Jeremiah, my friend, the one who we uh, inspired the NBA 101 segment about. Yeah. for people that don't know about the NBA, we can give random facts. He said – I was talking to him the other day. He said he would keep a note when listening to our podcast, keep notes of things he didn't understand. Send it to me. We could do oh. segments about it. So, okay,
1: a little interaction.
0: Throw us a question. I don't understand. This is stupid. Why do you do we'll this? We'll talk about it. Exactly. Or it's ask living, or us or what do podcasts. we
1: think about something. I'll talk about
0: anything. Good. Boom. Interaction. Interact with us and we hey, will uh,
1: – has has Logan Martin – Played us out yet, or is is he fading right now?
0: Should he oh. should he be here? What did you? Th-
1: I think he should. <laughs> you, okay, good. Uh, last week editing job by Robbie was incredible. I just want to point that you. out. I did the, the last the second of the two
0: episodes. I didn't. I just kind of randomly picked to a spot where we'd start fading in, and it worked out that the second we stopped talking, the chorus hit, and it was so uh. clean. I was so happy with that.
1: <laughs> well, good job, Rob. Good job, Logan Martin. Keep it up. Have a good week, everybody. Are you going to say the thing? Oh, Logan Martin. You're already playing this out, but keep going, <laughs> kid. I got the stats of a Hall of Famer and just two records. That's why I'm back
2: up at the Super Bowl with Julius Peppers. I got that can't stop, won't stop in my veins. That's why they can't stop, won't stop screaming my name. Logan, Logan. Go tell your friends, to tell your friends. I'm going to keep the same and Whether I lose or win. I'm down 10, I'm going to fight to the end. Let's go, ain't no way they can stop me now Going across my, my way, way, yeah, I can, I can feel, feel my rain coming hey. It's the blood hey. of a champion, hey. hey. of a champion. Hey. But I my this out hey. of my veins hey. You see too hey. much pride hey. to be running hey. I'm I'm i will make you feel what I get anymore, even if my blood, my sweat, and my tears don't mean nothing hey. It's the blood hey. of a champion hey. Tell him again I just bought my Red Heard what I said The MVP, the game Intensity's still the same I'm shooting out from my reign With Peyton Manning time aim Can stop me from scoring So the results are just hacking So there's three of us now Me, AI, Shaq From the look to the eyes I say Harbor man With more heart than Hallmark On Valentine's Day I'm the one that can been raving about my Ray Lewis. I think it's hard to go and change your route. Cause you don't know if I'm losing or if I'm sitting a reading. Waiting on you to drug trip and drop back and throw up a pig, man. Ain't no way to get no. 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 Ain't no way that can stop me, stop me now. Broken souls on my way, way, yeah. I can in feel my rain coming. It's the, the, blood 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 of the champion. champion. It's the heart of the champion. It's the heart of, it's the heart of. And it's like a big time decision made on how I could twerk it. It's hard work it pays off; then easy work is worthless. My work and ain't no heaven, man. I do it on purpose. I push myself to the limits of my talent to surface. So now it's curtains and traits on anybody who hates, disliking what I'm reciting, biting what I've been writing. I've been down by the scratching, and clawing on every hate. Trying to make you remember me like you remember the times, cause I'm a warrior. My daddy was a soldier. i Vietnam, no, been on, with a dirty, thought I told ya. I'm supposed to rip up your town in Teriosis. Hitting like Volgers, man. I'm young, and white, and rich, as good as it gets. And giving your point, guard fists. Who he thinks he's done, seen pressure, man, but he ain't seen. Ain't no way they can know, ain't no way they can know.